0: coming up on the keto camp podcast two missing strategies to stay lean and healthy with dr daniel pampa we have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis fasting and carnivore and on the keto camp podcast we are determined to deliver the science to you we bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Today's episode is part two of a three-part series taken from KetoCon 2022. If you missed the previous episode, listen to that. It was my full lecture. And as I mentioned on that previous episode, me, my mentor, Dr. Dan Pompa, my colleague, Dr. Mindy Pels, all spoke on stage together, back to back to back. And we put our presentations together to be cohesive so you could benefit from these three lectures. And I dove deep into why burning fat is our primal birthright, how ketones create more mitochondria. We spoke about mindset. We spoke about root cause versus symptoms and much more. So if you didn't listen to that previous episode, that kind of laid the framework for what Dr. Pompa is going to share today. Today's episode is Dr. Pompa's full lecture from Ketocon 2022. Dr. Pompa is the GOAT, the greatest of all time of health educators. I call him the Michael Jordan of health educators. And I hired a videographer to record his entire lecture for you. And we're gonna share that entire lecture today. He's going to get into feast, famine, cycling. The benefits of keto, the drawback of keto. You're gonna hear some really practical variations for feast, famine, cycling, diet variation. Why the feasting is just as important as the fasting. He's gonna debunk so many studies out there showing that intermittent fasting does not work and share with you why it does work, how to prevent cancer with autophagy, how true cellular detox works, and why that's the root cause of so many symptoms out there. Mercury, lead, mycotoxins, pesticides, herbicides. We are going to dive deep into the topic of toxicity and how to overcome a toxic load so keto fasting and everything else works better for you. This was an incredible lecture. I was sitting right there at the front taking notes and I just really enjoy Dr. Pompa all the time. And this lecture was no exception to that. If you want to watch the video lecture, the video version of today's episode, that can be found on our KetoCamp YouTube channel. That that will be released tomorrow, July 26th. So you might have to wait until tomorrow if you're listening to this on July 25th. But that could be found over at YouTube.com slash KetoCamp along with every other podcast we've done. You could watch all video versions on the YouTube channel. Dr. Pompa is going to get into detox, as I mentioned, and a couple times per year, two to three times per year, I take a small group through a 90-day true cellular detox program. Now, this program is limited. It's exactly what I've learned from Dr. Pompa, exactly what I've applied on myself, exactly what you're about to learn today about detox. And It's a 90-day protocol where we teach you how to actually detox metals from your tissues, from your brain, from your body, so everything in your protocol upgrades by default. It's actually the number one cause of weight loss resistance, toxicity, and why people are just not feeling well no matter how perfect their diet is, no matter how perfect their fasting schedule is. So we have a brand new group launching on September 6, 2022. And this is the first time right now that I'm sharing we are taking enrollment in this program. So if you're an action taker and you want to learn from me, from Dr. Pompa, from Dr. Mindy Pels, you want access to an online portal with videos that are going to teach you detox, along with four 60 minute group coaching calls that I'm going to lead, and all of the supplements plus the meta-oxy testing kit, which you're going to hear about today, which is 50 times more accurate than any blood test looking at membrane inflammation. You get four of those if you participate in this group. You could get access to this right now. You could enroll and lock in your price right now. Head over to ketocampdetox.com. That is camp with a K. Detox.com. Learn about it. Secure your spot. And I hope to teach you on this 90-day detox journey coming up very, very soon. All right, before I bring on Dr. Pompa, I want to get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day from Coley B. Five-star review titled, Fatigue Gone. Thank you, Benazzati, for opening up my mind to the information and education I needed to become healthy again. You have no idea how much you and other keto advocates have changed my life. I'm no longer exhausted and miserable. Midday naps, gone. Chronic joint pain, gone. Heavy and abnormal menstrual cycles, gone. Migraines, gone. Stubborn weight gain, also gone. Your podcast has enlightened me to do what health is. You cover keto, but also so many other various topics that have guided me in the right direction. I feel like i found the healthier, happier, and more enthusiastic version of myself. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Carissa. Wow, Carissa, this is incredible. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Those were some serious symptoms you were dealing with, and I'm so glad they're all gone. And congratulations to you. It's one thing to listen to these episodes and other amazing keto advocates like you mentioned, but the person who's going to get results takes massive action. Carissa, you took massive action. I acknowledge you for that. I'm proud of you. Keep on healing that incredible body and thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to leave that rating and review. You are amazing and I you are inspiring everybody else listening to this episode today. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcast, please do so right now. It really helps the show grow and maybe you will hear your review on the next episode. Okay, here is Dr. Dan Pompa. Now, this is part two of a part three series. On Wednesday, July 27th, in two days from this release, we are going to share Dr. Mindy Pell's lecture, and it was phenomenal on fasting strategies, fast like a girl, and so much more. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's get right into today's lecture episode with Dr. Daniel Pompa. Enjoy.
1: All right. Glad to be here. So I owe Ben one Bitcoin. I bet him that there is no chance he can go through 117 slides in 40 minutes. I didn't even think he could do it in 60 minutes. And last night, you're like, do you realize we only have 40 minutes? Oh my God, I better shorten my talk. I better get going because I have 54, 53, and I have less chance of making it than Ben. I can promise you that, (laughs) but I'm gonna make it because I want that Bitcoin. Two missing strategies to stay lean and healthy. All right, not only missed, but filled with myths. Something in my life changed my whole paradigm on diet. It's when I first met this tribe back in 2005. One of the three hunting gathering tribes in the world, someone told me at that time. This tribe just came down from the mountains. You know why? Because it was five years, I believe, maybe six, of a drought. And what they were forging on, once that started drying up, it pushed them out. And I had the pleasure of meeting them. Last night at dinner, there was Ben, Mindy, who's next, and myself and and some others. And I told some pretty amazing stories about this time. I don't know how I got on that. And I did say, well, I'm gonna tell part of that story tomorrow about how my paradigm changed. Okay, you're probably thinking that's kind of boring because we're here for keto and you probably learn more about keto. Mm -mm, Not so simple. I learned about a concept that really got me thinking right there and through the years, it changed me. They fasted when I was there at that point they were just coming out of a fast. I taught fasting back when no one really was into fasting. That was in the 1990s. Yeah, I'm dating myself. But um, I was very interested to know how long they fasted, why they were fasting, of course. And they would fast because they had to preserve their food. right? So they would definitely go without food. They would maybe feed the kids and the, you know, the adults would fast. I got all the information I could. From the people that i was there with one of the interesting things is is, was is that when we were at dinner one of the pastors that had brought me back said dr pompa i have to say one of the oddest things with this tribe is that they don't even eat and yet they have no disease so he was correlating food or the lack of with you know not like the way i was with disease and all the other tribes where World Vision was coming in and bringing in them grain, et cetera, already were starting to develop diabetes, heart disease, typical diseases. This tribe didn't have words for heart disease, cancer, osteoporosis. I mean, he was sitting there, I was asking him questions, he was asking the tribe chief questions, and I was just fascinated. They did something else that changed my paradigm. Not only did they fast, but of course, they would move in and out of ketosis because when they had game, that's what they ate. But when they didn't, they were actually on an oddly high carb- healthy carbohydrate diet. So literally I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then they did something else. I would say, where are the men? And the men were out hunting. They would leave at like 3, 34 in the morning because it was so hot and they would go out and they would be gone until maybe three in the afternoon. They would go out without any food and barely any water if any at all because they would track down their prey and they didn't need weight, they didn't want water, so they would drive fast and come back later in the afternoon and the tribe and them would eat one big meal. So what concept for the first time was I introduced to? Intermittent fasting daily and I was also, amazed at how they were forced to vary their diet. Now, with that knowledge, should I stay in keto my whole life? Well, that's an interesting question because when you look at the science around it, you have the groups of people who say, keto diets, paleo diets, they cause cancer. Because see, there's something that they reference in studies, and I'll jump to the bottom there, 4-HNE, 4-hydroxynetanol. And what that is, is a nasty free radical that absolutely causes cancer. The studies are robust and I put them there at the bottom. But the point is, is that when you look at studies on keto, it's absolutely anti-cancer and all these amazing benefits. So if you look at that, at first keto drives this free radical, ROS, because you're oxidizing lipids. And, you know, people feel a little crappy at first, right? And we can call it the keto flu, whatever we want to call it. But then your cells adapt. And we're going to talk a little bit about adaptation in a minute because that's key. So they increase glutathione other antioxidants pathways to deal with the oxidative stress so that upregulation from the adaptation this is your first lesson by the way of the stress creates magic in the body and then we get the magic of keto and by the way that magic could last months years for certain people our genetics determine how long we can stay in any one diet and actually be successful So then what happens? If you stay on the diet too long, we know now that 4-hydroxyanetalone actually starts to build up in your cells, your membranes, and your tissues. And then we see these studies that actually can be linked to cancer and other problems. Now, I'm not just picking on low-carb diets because I love keto, do you understand? I use keto, I've been teaching keto before keto was cool. I couldn't help the very sick and challenged people that I do without keto, love it. Ketones, your brain loves them, can go on and on. But long term, no culture, forget about the science. No culture ever in the history of this planet has stayed on any one diet. Do you realize that? Now let's pick on the plant-based people. No culture ever has been plant-based, only plant-based. So vegetarians, I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. The tribe that I met, when they had it, when they had meat, they ate meat. When they didn't, they foraged, they were eating a higher carbohydrate diet, this stuff uh, called baobab and these fruits that were absolutely incredible from this tree. I mean, amazing. But they were forced to change their diet. Oh, by the way, you see there, We have a lot today about lectins and phytates and nightshades. And are they bad? Well, you're going to learn about a premise in a moment called hormesis. And I believe those plant toxins act hormetically in our gut. And they stress our microbiome. And when they stress the microbiome, it creates an adaptation. There's the word again. And what happens is magic, biological magic. It creates diversity in the microbiome. And I'm a believer, the only way to create diversity, and by the way, let me back up, all the testing we've done with the microbiome, we thought it was gonna tell us what to eat, we thought it was gonna do this, we thought it, really the only real thing we've got out of it is healthy people have diverse microbiomes, unhealthy people don't, that's it. So then the question is, is how do we get a diverse microbiome And I'll tell you, it's not, and I'm not against taking probiotics or prebiotics, I'm for it and I will give that to people. However, the only real way is to stress the microbiome. You're gonna learn more about fasting with me and Dr. Mindy, but also diet change stresses the microbiome, forces it to adapt, and then we create diversity. Lectins, phytates, nightshades, they stress the microbiome and they can create diversity. Now, if you stay on that diet too long, you know those little suckers start to cause holes in your mucous membranes and start to cause irritation and inflammation. Not good. And by the way, there's a lot of other things that go bad with methylation cycles and fats if you stay on that diet too long. But the point is, is any one diet too long is not good. The magic is in the change. Say that. Here's the stories you hear. I started, if you ask somebody, how did you end up a vegan or a vegetarian? Gosh, I moved to that diet and I just felt so much better. I'm sure you did. And there's a lot of reasons why. Well, I'm paleo because I moved that diet, changed my life. I'm sure that have keto. I did that, I changed my life. Yes. Because every time you change diet, magic happens. And there's a reason for that, we're gonna talk about it. I love this video, I don't have time to actually show it. But you know, bodybuilders prove this. So quickly, I'll just tell the story. I'm gonna date myself once again, but I'm gonna date some of you. How many of you know Tom Platts, the bodybuilder? We got one. That's it? That's it, you and me, Tom Platts, the guy with the biggest quads ever? All right, he was back from the Arnold Schwarzenegger days. Now, of course, I, you know, 100% of you know who Arnold is, right? Because he carried on, but Tom got out of it. But there was a guy named Mike Menzer. You remember Mike Menzer? Of course, he was like the scientist of all the bodybuilders, right? He was the guy that figured it out that they went to. So Arnold got into the you know absolute low carb. I mean, he did the whole thing, right? So they all just did what Arnold did, man. He was the man. So Tom Platz did that, and he had two of his best career achievements that he ever had when he moved to the Arnold Diet, low carb, the whole thing. And then he went flat. Mike Menser said, Tom, you can't stay on that diet. You gotta vary it. And he talks about that in this video of how Mike Menser told him to change his diet and he said, it transformed my career. I grew bigger muscle, harder muscle, and I was leaner than ever by going higher healthy carbohydrates. And he talks about that premise. The bodybuilders figured it out. Now, again, they didn't stay on higher healthy carbohydrates, some of them did, but the magic was this exchange. Matter of fact, what do bodybuilders do days before a competition? Do you know they go high carb? Did you know that? Some of you may not, but they do that to get lean and ripped and it pops their veins and they look leaner And they do that for a reason, this reason. All right, I want you to understand the concept. Problem. This problem is probably the first problem we have to solve. Okay, so why would the bodybuilders right before a competition go high carb? It's this reason. When you're low carb for a long time, your body has one thing it wants to do always, survive. That's it. It'll save your life no matter what, for you short term, maybe not so much, but it wants to save your life, or I'm sorry, long term, not so much. So what, what happens when you're low carb so long? Your body says, wait a minute, I don't wanna burn this precious fat. I wanna hold on to it because that is my lifeline for survival. So after a while, it wants to slow down lipolysis, burning fat, and it does it two ways. It can fill fat cells with water, and make them less burny. Oh, and that's not good, you know why? That's when you start getting that little dimply fat. That's not good because we call that what? Yeah, but it also, if you've read some things that people send you, your friends that wanna save you from keto diet, they'll say, you know, keto diet actually causes insulin resistance. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what insulin resistance is. Well, well, it kind of does actually, but it's not insulin resistance like the diabetic gets. It's insulin resistance from innate intelligence that literally sends a signal from the mitochondria, the DNA, to the receptor that insulin attaches to and says, blunt, <laughs> hear it less, insulin less. Why is it doing that? Because insulin is a fat storing hormone and it wants you to hold on to fat. So, what's the answer to this then? If you wanna break out of this zone, you need some carb days. Feast days are as important as the fast, as important as the, the keto, the low carb. So yes, feasting is somehow in our DNA blueprint that creates magic and actually can make us leaner. Pretty cool. So this concept that I got from the tribe feast, famine, cycling. That's what they were forced to do. Our DNA is set up for it. Yeah, you can take a picture of it, but that is weekly. And Mindy's gonna go over some clever monthly strategies with you and seasonally. So let's just talk about weekly, right? So during the week, I always have at least one or two days. And by the way, some of you ladies and thyroid and adrenal people, you might do better with three. Feast days where you just eat Maybe as much as you want. I'm going to build on this later But there's three things that would define a, fe- a feast high protein High calories or high carb your body goes into what is called an mTOR pathway with any of those Bodybuilders want to do all of those because they want to feast and be mTOR because that puts on muscle But I will argue again. We know high protein diets too long high calorie diets too long cause disease. Yes, they do. But please, fasting is very in vogue right now. Too much fasting creates another pathway, autophagy, which is amazing short term, but too much of it, you end up catabolic and you actually lower your immune system. The magic is in the feast and the famine. Today, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm reminding people that the feast is as important as the famine. 10 years ago, Maybe 20 years ago, I was reminding people, forget about, it. you need some fasting. You need some famine in your life. Today, we're especially in these groups, we have to remind ourselves that the feast is important. Maybe not so much this group. You guys are three percenters. Monthly, five days of high carbs or high protein can be magic. Ladies and Mindy will build on this. The five days before your cycle, you think those cravings are just random and it's just you that you wanna break out of your diet, you wanna eat chocolate, no. Your innate intelligence knows something. It knows it wants to raise up insulin because insulin helps hormone conversions, especially thyroid. To convert T4, inactive thyroid hormone to T3, you actually need insulin. So yes, you should feast before a cycle. It's magic. Men, we can randomly just do five days of any of those things that create a feast. But you know what, you wanna change your world? Do five days of famine. It might be even a partial fast where you're eating under 1,000 calories for five days. And I wanna be clear, caloric restriction long-term does not work. It lowers your metabolism, your body will think it's starving. But when you do it in short cycles, it's magic protein, high protein, high calorie, long-term, your body will, in fact, start developing cancer cells through mTOR, and you will age prematurely, but when you do it in short cycles, it's magic. This is what ancient cultures do. Today, we have the science to prove it. Intermittent caloric restriction in studies is way better for weight loss, metabolic disease, and aging, so the cycles the cycles of caloric restriction with normal eating forces the body to adapt. That's very important. And that's where I'm going next. It forces the body to adapt. So when you're eating in a famine style and then you feast, your body has to adapt. What are the first things in your body that start the adaptation process? Bacteria adapt first. Your microbiome has to shift. And in that shift, it creates a hormone optimization because then the hormones want to start to shift. And so now we've optimized our biology by forcing adaptation. We're building on that. Another study, in this particular study, I interviewed Karen Verde. She was one of the, I can't say she was one of the first, but she definitely got her study out there for whatever reason, alternate day fasting. So here's what they did in the study. Standard American diet, 500 calories. Standard American diet, 500 calories. That's a partial fast. And they compared it to every diet we can possibly do. Think about, right? Low calorie, low fat, I mean, whatever it was. This diet beat out every one of them for metabolic health and fat loss. Why? Why do you think? Because Weight loss has less to do with the food that you eat and more to do with our hormones. So Karen, why do you think that was? Well, it's easy because it forced the body to adapt and it adapts via a hormone optimization.
0: I always say structure trumps intention. You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's gonna be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey, for me, my structure when I'm on the go, when I'm traveling, and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Paleo Valley Beef Sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on the go. And if you have children this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids, elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know it's an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, Elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley Beef Sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasia, were always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry and I hear her unwrapping it. And I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? (laughs) They are delicious. And since you are a avid listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KetoCamp15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes.
1: That's it. Pretty simple. Do you know when you go into a cold bath? How many do cold baths? Or that's right, the the cold plunges? Not too many, okay. It's a a biohack that can kick fat loss. There's some people shaking their head and my wife's one of them. And, um, but the reason it works is because your body goes, oh my God, I'm gonna die. And it upregulates something called norepinephrine to save your life. Just so happens norepinephrine downregulates inflammation massively. Oh, it just so happens that norepinephrine upregulates growth hormone. And it, it makes your cells more sensitive to other hormones. You get this hormone optimization. You walk out of there, you feel great. Oh, and it kicks you into fat loss. That's it. Oh, and it changes your microbiome. <laughs> but three minutes in cold bath. I mean, who the heck wants to do that, right? No, not, not me. Okay, so I kind of led to this. The answer, of why, you know, where does the answer lie? How, well, what is going on? Why does it work? What is hormesis? Because that's the real answer of why this whole thing works. This is the best answer. I've kind of led you to this right now, or this is the best example I could give you. Most people here, this seems like the very exercisey crowd. So good example. If you don't exercise, you're on the first part of that graph, right? Not good, not to exercise, that's really bad. There's a lot of reasons why, even at the level of the cell, mitochondria, of course, muscles, bones, right? But what about the, again, I'm gonna go back to the 80s, like when you know, I was around in the heyday of exercise, what was big? It was the, uh, the aerobics, right? These aerobics instructors were doing literally 20 classes a week. And I literally remember going, these girls jump around in there all day long. you think that they would be lean. They all had a certain look. You know what I'm talking about. See, too much exercise becomes a problem. Too little becomes a problem. We Right in that sweet spot, we call that the hormetic zone. That's when your body adapts and you get the most benefit because exercise is a stress, do you all understand that? So what, what makes you stronger? The exercise while you're exercising? No, you get stronger later because of the adaptation, there's the word, to the exercise. How does the body adapt? Tell me, what did I t- teach you already? How does your body adapt? What's the first thing that happens? bacteria then you get a hormone optimization and all these wonderful things happen if you adapt or if you create a stress high enough to adapt so now here we go right you haven't exercised in a year you get back in the gym and you do whatever exercise oh my gosh the results just come so fast it's like that first time you change the diet the person went to the vegetarian diet or whatever it was, you get these amazing results and then you just keep doing the same exercise and all of a sudden you're not getting the same results. And matter of fact, according to studies, you're actually, you don't just plateau because your body doesn't have a stress anymore. It's not perceiving a stress, therefore you're not getting the adaptation because exercise by itself does nothing for you. It's the adaptation from innate intelligence. So you're going along and then all of a sudden, According to studies, you actually start diminishing results. Yes, arguably you're better off sitting at home. It doesn't do anything for you. It's actually working against you. So what do you do? You hire a trainer, and the trainer, he starts making you do new things, and your results go through the roof, and he's so wonderful. No, he just understands the principle of exercise variation. Every time you go in the gym, you should be doing something different. Maybe I just taught you something. But that's what the good trainers know. They make you do Different things. All the Olympic athletes come in and train in our gym, they're always doing different things. I hired a trainer just to make me do different things because I can't come up with it half the time. <laughs> so different things, why? Because it forces the body to adapt. Every time it's new, your body has to adapt. Diet, no difference. Does that make sense to you? Make sense, group? Make sense? Make sense? Okay. Now we can build on something, right? That's, who, who knows who that is? Wim Hof, the Iceman. This guy can stay in that bath all day. If any of us stayed in that bath all day, we'd probably die. So what did Wim Hof do to be able to adapt, 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 he, we, he raised his hormetic ceiling, as we call it, so Wim Hof, stressed himself, adapt, stressed himself, adapt, stressed himself, adapt, different ways, multiple ways, and he created this incredible adaptation. If Wim Hof stayed in that ice bath for three minutes, would he benefit? No, thank you, no, very good, ma'am, very good. He would not benefit because it would not be stressful enough. I had the conversation with someone last night, and I said to them, if you stayed in the ice bath for three minutes, you would not only not benefit, it would be negative for you because of her inability to adapt to temperature change. So here's what the question is, right? And it was asked to me last night. So how long should we stay in an ice bath? And I said, man, that's, that's up to your innate intelligence, right? That's like saying, should I do Tom Platt or Arnold Schwarzenegger, or whoever, that, their exercise program? The answer is hell no. It's too much stress, right? But the point is, is that we have to listen to our innate intelligence to tell us how much we should be stressing, how much we should be changing. But this principle of hormesis, I love principle, because if you follow it, I'm telling you, this applies to everything in your life. If you can stress your body appropriately and adapt, you get stronger. Even emotional stress, believe it or not. If you can stress appropriately and and adapt, you get stronger. How do we raise our hormetic ceiling then? How do we raise our body's ability to adapt? We have to stress. But we also can take things like certain supplements and make us be able to adapt better, right? We can eat more food, we can do our better food. I mean, all of these things that we do help us adapt, right? It does, let's keep building on this. I did mention this. I said it is about adaptation, This particular study, they took mice that they literally triggered a gene for where they had weight loss resistance, couldn't lose weight. And they exposed them to hot, cold temperatures, stress, stress, stress. And then they kicked in, they were able to lose weight. One of the things they found is it was the microbiome shift that actually changed the hormone sensitivity and therefore kicked in the ability to lose weight. Fasting, is fasting a stress? Yes. Of course it is. Matter of fact, it only works because it's a stress. It's a great stress. That's why people have to be careful with fasting. Very sick and challenged people just go on fast. And I'll be signing my book here in, in a moment, you know. but that's not good. You don't run a marathon. You train for a marathon. You don't just fast for two weeks without food. Some people in here may be far healthy enough to do that, but many are not. So you have to get your body ready for that hormetic stress. And then when you adapt, amazing stuff happens. If you don't adapt to a fast, bad things happen. That's all that slide said. Fasting is a stress that applies to hormesis. That's a study. We know that this is how fasting works, right? It improves weight and other risk-related outcomes, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, because we're stressing the body. And by the way, one of the, the new things about fasting is, yes, we're stressing our mitochondria. And I always say bad cells don't adapt. Good cells adapt and become stronger. In my book, I call it mitochondrial fitness. The only way you're going to get your mitochondria better is stress them. But we have to understand the principle, just like exercise. So I would say fasting is exercise for the mitochondria. Diet change, exercise for the mitochondria. Do you realize how stressful it is for the mitochondria to have to switch fuels to go from uh, sugar, glucose, all of a sudden to fat burning? Sick people, do they do that well? No, they get into ketosis and they're like, my ketones aren't even going up. You know, or my ketones are going out, my brain won't use them. I mean, you know, I'm still brain fogged. I'm, I'm not losing weight. Maybe I'm gaining weight. Your mitochondria is not using fat. You better stress it, exercise it, before we get to the point where we can fast or keto, right? So there's things we have to do with this principle. Fasting increases microbiome diversity. That's what I was telling you. Look at the bottom there. Diversity increased as a result of fasting in those animals. So we want to fast to increase. I, I mentioned the types of extended fast. I'm a very believer in extended fast. I think every one of you should do one or two fasts a year. According to Thomas Seyfried, it'll decrease your cancer risk 95%, minimum. Now, you might not want to water fast. I love water fasting, but I don't just water fast. I also partial fast, I mentioned that. Just dropping calories and protein in a partial fast, you have to get your protein under 20 grams. Otherwise it knocks you out of the pathway called autophagy, which is when your body eats the bad stuff. And that's the magic of fasting, by the way, is your body, you know, of course, we create the diversity in the microbiome, but for survival, for energy, your body's too smart to eat good cells. It knows the good DNA, it knows the good cells, it knows the good mitochondria, and it goes after the bad ones, the senescent cells, the cells that live too long and create inflammation and ages prematurely and put us at risk for many of the diseases that we're seeing today. So do you want a lot of senescent cells? No. What's the cheapest way to get rid of them? Fast. That's autophagy. Mitophagy means your body gets rid of bad mitochondria and it will get rid of bad mitochondria and replace it with new ones and a new cell. Here's how it works. It eats the bad one, but the intelligence goes, we need a new one. It stimulates a stem cell and it recreates a new cell. Ah, so Dr. Bob, that would make then, I could renew myself if I just fasted periodically. Bingo, you're right. But what's more important or as important as the fast? What is it? Feast. Okay, Ben. Ben's not allowed to answer any more questions. Over here, feast. If you're fasting, you better feast. That message you're not hearing. Feast famine. We want to feast and famine. That's the magic.
0: If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their Upgraded Hair Test Kit and Consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair, it could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, and it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KetoCamp15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below.
1: Does feasting with fasting increase the hormetic effect? It does. So in other words, if you want greater stress and hormesis, you want to feast and famine. And that's what I learned from the tribe. Pretty cool. There's the two pathways, right? And the key is the magic between the pathways. So what drives autophagy? Fasting, low carb, low protein, right? So in keto, we actually get some autophagy, especially when we first go in it. Look at this. Did anyone pick up on this yet? They're exact opposites, aren't they? These two pathways oppose one another. We have right now in the natural health world, we have two groups of people. People that are all for the fasting, the low carb, the low protein, and then people who are into the feasting, higher carb, and they battle back and forth because people wanna argue for their diet. The magic is the variation, the change. Magic happens in the change. Does the body have to adapt to diet changes? Yes. You already knew the answer to the first one. The microbiome was the first thing to adapt, right? Then hormone optimization occurs. See, I kind of built you up to this so you knew the answer to this slide. And then the, meta, the metabolism starts to shift, right? And now your mitochondria are starting to able to feed from different sources, right? Because your body's used to going back and forth. Here's what happens during exercise. You have an increase in growth hormone, norepinephrine, I mentioned that earlier. Your hormone sensitivity increases, which is really amazing, by the way. Your uh, neutral, uh, your hormone increases, therefore testosterone, mitochondrial function increases. Okay, if exercise stays the same, benefits plateau. You learned that. You must vary your routine to keep those amazing hormone results happening. The same thing happens when you shift your diet. Pretty amazing. And it starts right here with the microbiome. Pretty cool, except it's not so cool because most of us eat the same damn eight foods all the time, would you agree with that? Because it's what we do, it's easy. We like them, they work for us, so we do that. But now let's just strip everything I just taught you aside. Let's make it really simple. Do you realize that when you're giving these guys the same food all the time, there's no reason to you know, basically diversify and make more new bacteria. You're feeding the same, let's make up a number, thousand guys that like those fibers and foods. But when you shift into a carnivore diet for a period of time, oh, wait a minute. Now these guys, all these new bacteria have to flare up to adapt to get you to produce more hydrochloric acid. Oh yeah, that's what happens, it's that smart. Bacteria here can actually, well, all of a sudden, upregulate. Your innate intelligence does that, by the way, and it produce, starts producing more hydrochloric acid, and then, therefore, you're able to break down more fats and proteins, etc., and more bile. All that amazing stuff happens. Your body's that smart. When and why would I do this if you're not fat adapting? Stop losing weight. God, can't lose this. I think everyone should do it anyway. Of course, no energy in ketosis. Hormone conditions of any type, especially thyroid. You need more variation. All these things. All right. I said there were two. In five minutes, we're going to dive into this one. Okay? As quick as I can, but it's so important. Okay. This is the real reason why people still don't feel well. I've changed my diet, Dr. Pama. I've done this change. I exercise. I do better than all my friends. I still don't feel great. What is it? And you going to get the answer. Massive rise in obesity. Autism surging. He gave you the statistics on that. Dementia. Thyroid pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Did you realize the last two years, thyroid conditions doubled? Okay, there's a reason for that. It's called post-COVID. Make sure you see one of my videos out there on that. Because that's a cellular danger response. And there's a reason for that. We're going to talk about it in five minutes, believe it or not. Will just a clean diet and lifestyle change get your life back? What's the answer to that? No, it's not so simple. Because this room, you've done that. And you better do that because if you don't do that, you're gonna be in trouble. But okay, so I'm not, we don't have time to get into the obesity thing. We know it's just soared. Every year, every year, and it's doubled. I mean, it's it, half the population right now. So what is the real cause? Well. Most experts believe it's chemicals. Honestly, it's chemicals that are the problem. It's not my opinion, even though I'm the cellular detox guy, it's not. This is rooted in science. If you look at the explosion of thyroid, you know it's called the canary in the coal mine? Because that means they literally brought canaries down in the coal mine because they would die first if there was a bad gas. They were sensitive to chemicals. The thyroid, if you have a thyroid condition, you have a chemical exposure. You do, that's a problem. But who's getting to the real cause of the hormone crisis in this country? I assure you diet is part of it, but this is the bigger problem. Our buckets are filled because we're accumulating these toxins at the cellular level. Once it overflows, all of those symptoms start. You can read them for yourself. And most people, even in the natural world, what are we doing? We're taking supplements. We're taking things to deal with those symptoms instead of saying, wait a minute, what's in my bucket? Granted, some of you genetically have bigger buckets than others. Some of you smaller. But the fact is, is how do we get people who don't feel well, that have done everything well, we empty that bucket, but we do it in every cell in the body. That's the key. That's how I got my life back. And I don't have time to tell my story. But I was sick, and everything I learned and teach doctors around the world now came out of my story from pain to purpose, and I knew God had a promise for me because my wife told me that. <laughs> God's not only going to get you well, but he's going to take a message to the world through you. And she was right. And I didn't even want to hear it because I couldn't even get myself well at that time. But the information I teach came out of that. And it's more than diet from mom to baby into utero, transferred for four generations. You not only have a problem with the toxins you brought in, but you have a problem with the toxins you inherited from mom. And in a minute, I'll show you that. I experienced it in my family. Epigenetically, toxins turn on, trigger genes, turn them on, and unfortunately, they're turned on for four generations, therefore, you can be born doomed to gain weight because a gene was triggered. There's good news, because you can turn the genes off. And that's part of the strategy that I've been teaching people. The lead generation, I'm gonna just quickly talk about it. T- three generations, the lead generation, four generations, that's my wife's lead test. My kids all inherited my wife's lead. They had all these digestive issues, different issues, despite us doing everything perfect, I thought, oh, I have to test their lead. Their lead was off the chart. Lead is stored in bone. And during pregnancy, it's very normal to lose bone, but out comes the lead. Our parents, we grew up in the lead generation. Everything had lead in it before 1978. And it is deep in the bones. And there's times of life like puberty and obviously uh, pregnancy that lead comes out. Mercury generation. Mercury, I wore contact lenses, that's what got me sick. Silver fillings, contact lenses, that was mercury, thimerosal into the early 90s. And of course, vaccines and other mercury sources. Here's the problem. You can't get rid of mercury by just doing a sauna. There's no 10 day cleanse, it's not so simple. You have to chelate it and get it out of the brain. That's the problem. So, whoops, I'm going backwards. That's a study called the Grass study. Ladies, the number of fillings you have in your mouth is proportional on studies to how much mercury they find in the baby's brain. We get our first exposure in utero from mom. We have kids today, teenagers, being diagnosed with dementia. That's a silver filling. You can Google the, uh, the smoking tooth video and that silver filling contains 50% mercury and off-gasses mercury into your brain for the life of that filling. Don't listen to the dentist. If he tells you, oh, it's 25 years old, it's done off-gassing mercury. No, it's not. It's putting inorganic mercury. Well, it turns inorganic mercury in the brain. Those symptoms right there, that is the sign that you have a mercury issue. How many people go upstream and get the mercury out of the brain, which is the real cause of that? Glyphosate makes it worse. It allows it to cross deeper into the brain. And I have some studies there. Chemicals called obesogens that disrupt the hormones, that's why people can't lose weight. So, and I, I didn't have time to get into that, but they, the toxins come into the membranes, they inflame it, they blunt the hormone receptors. And it's the toxicity at the cellular level of why people can't lose weight, why people have hormonal dysfunction, don't feel well, have brain fog. It's a cellular problem. And I'll leave you this just so you can get more information. Okay. There, if you have, that's a, that's how we look at cellular inflammation, but you can just do that on your phone real quick. If you want, if you want help, that's, if you want help yourself, if you have an issue that's for practice, how many practitioners, coaches do we have here? We're doing a seminar in November and for the first time I'm certifying coaches. I've been training doctors for many, many years. Doctors, you're welcome to, of course, but now for the first time, even health coaches. So, if you just do that one with your phone, uh, you can get information about that November seminar. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed that lecture. I mean, I told you he's the GOAT, and it was just so good. He is somebody who's meant so much to me. I've learned so much from him. He's my mentor, and we've got a great group. So if you want to learn more about that conference, that seminar, Live It to Lead It seminar, he referenced coming up in November in Utah, I'll be there. I'll be speaking. So will Dr. Mindy Pels, and so will Dr. Pompa, and the other doctors that we work with. And he has opened it up to not just practitioners, but the general public who want to become health coaches as well. So if you want to learn more about that upcoming event, head to healthcentersofthefuture.com. And there's a tab at the top that says Seminars and Events, and you'll see Live to Lead at November 2022, and you can learn more about it. I will also drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. If you want to learn more about the detox part that he was speaking about, and you want me to lead you in a small group through 90-day detox journey, the next group has open enrollment right now. We start September 6, but we're taking enrollment now, and then we're going to cap it and close out the group once we get. A certain amount of members. So you're hearing this right now for the first time. I haven't shared this anywhere else. Head to ketocampdetox.com, camp with the K, ketocampdetox.com to learn more. We'll drop a link down below. If you want to watch the video version of Dr. Pompa's lecture, that can be found on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ketocamp. That's going to be released tomorrow, July 26th, which is Tuesday. Share this episode with a friend, post it on your social media, maybe listen to it again. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, which was my lecture right before Dr. Pompa, go listen to that right now. That could be found right here on this podcast. And then on Wednesday and two days from now, we're gonna share part three of this three-part series with Dr. Mindy Pels. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. I'll see you on the next episode.